Ladies and gentlemen, live from the Bristol Hippodrome, it's the Crass Podcast with Paul Austin and George Walsh. Do- Ruined my brilliant intro by coming in late. Do it again. Fuck's do it sake. again. Right, okay. I'll do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the Bristol Hippodrome, it's the Crass Podcast with Paul Austin and George Walsh. That was smooth, wasn't it? I think I was a bit early, to be honest. No, I don't matter. Right, question time, mm-hmm. as always. George, what is your favourite brand of windbreak? <laughs> of what? Of windbreak. You know, you put them on the beach to block the wind out. I, as you could probably guess, I'm not much of a beach person, so I've, I've, no, I'm unfamiliar with windbreaks. Yeah, probably quite a bad person to ask that question to. Basically, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a little rundown. So, southwesterly mm-hmm. windbreaks is like the big daddy. Mm. But there's also Yellowstone, Camping World, and obviously Halfords. Hmm. Well, I'll go with what? Were, what? Were, what was the first one? Who were the big daddies? Southwesterly Windbreaks. They're like Southwesterly the Windbreaks. Wind I'm going with them. Okay, good answer. Let me just write this down. Southwesterly Windbreaks. Brilliant. Cheers, George. On with the podcast. I'm trying to make this a bit more slick. Because uh, I think we should come out now and say uh, this is going to be our last podcast for a little bit. Uh, yeah. We're taking a kind of seasonal break until January mm-hmm. uh, so we can kind of get uh, get our lives together. Yeah. Really? Not my idea, but yeah. Well, I don't think we, we won't... We're not going to go completely. We'll, ha- we'll have something, I think. Uh, yeah. Hopefully every are we, week. Are we doing we a have... Christmas special? Oh, we definitely. We'll definitely do a Christmas special. After the success yeah. of our Halloween one, how can we I, not? No, 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 no. That was not a Halloween special, no. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Fine, we won't talk about that. I think what would be nice to do maybe is do a Christmas special in the same room. Yeah. Yes, that would so be can... nice. Wouldn't so, we... <laughs> so we can give gifts, uh, you know, the, the whole Christmas shebang. The problem we have here, though, is we only, between us, have one microphone. So, because I've got mine that sounds reasonably all right, and then we've got. Well, look, we'll think of, we'll think of something. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Christmas podcast and probably uh, something something small. Mm. Every hopefully every week. Okay. If we don't end up doing this, George, cut that out of the podcast. But this will already be out there by the time we. Oh yeah. This this would be released presumably. Fuck in... it then. Fuck yeah. it. Okay, so now is usually the time where I ask you to tell me what you've been watching this week. Well, George, um, this week I've been watching um, that brilliant game show. I mean, I've been watching clips of it on YouTube. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Oh, God. Do you remember Mr. and Mrs.? Do you I want to sing the theme song? I can see where this is going. Do you, want to, <laughs> do you want to sing the theme song, George? No. Mr. No, I, I don't remember Mrs. Be, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the lyrics. The first, we'll, we'll only do the first two lines. I'll tell you them and you sing them with me. Mr. and Mrs., be nice to each other. Mr. and Mrs., you got to love one another. Right, ready? Three, But I two, don't know how it goes. Three, two. Mr. and Mrs., be nice to 
each other. Mr. and Mrs. You gotta love one another. It's one of the most... You've, are you really not familiar with this theme no, song? No, It is because one of the worst... whenever I see Mr. and Mrs. in the sort of TV listings, I just avoid, like, the <laughs> Honestly, play. George, it is... It is one of the worst theme songs ever written for a game show ever. But it's one of the worst game shows ever broadcast on yeah, television. Yeah, I suppose, maybe. Yeah, it, it is pretty terrible. You're mm. right, actually. Pretty sexist and pretty terrible. However, I thought we'd play it today. <laughs> actually, first of all, uh, well, before we get on to our game of Mr and Mrs, I'm going to read out this comment I found mm. on, the, uh, on the YouTube video of, of the theme song. Uh, from Holly Holly Diver seventy three, um, back in the day when game shows were a happy family affair, good natured and friendly, now they attack the contestants with rabbit dogs, or encourage players to stab their opponents in the back with golden balls. <laughs> <laughs> and the spirit of fair play has truly gone by the by. <laughs> now this actually leads to this whole thread of comments. Uh, which includes this later one, also by Holly Diver 73 I don't see the LGBT community being denied any rights whatsoever in today's society. <laughs> I don't even see heterosupremacy, as you put it, as even being a thing anymore that I see prejudice on you good people. Oh, God. So that's uh, a foray into the YouTube comments section. Yeah. Not strictly our bag, but I thought I'd read it out. Mm. So, Mr and Mrs, mm, are you up for playing? Do, do I know how to play, or am I up for play? Well, you know, you know, Mister and Missus. Uh, um, yeah. We, I'll ask us a question. Mm-hmm. We each write down uh, our own answers. Yes. Then we answer for the other. What the, we, then we say what the other person would say, and then we reveal our actual answers. Yes. Okay. Right. Let me get my pad. Oh, I'm not very prepared. What? So what else is new, <laughs> George? Um... Well, I found these questions um, online um, from Mr... Like I sort of... I, I googled Mr and Mrs questions, and they were all about marriages. So there were lots of, when was the first time you had sex? Uh, what is their favourite um, foreplay move? But I haven't included any of those, because I think that's a bit personal. Well, it's inappropriate, yeah. A little bit. Right, OK. So... Mr and Mrs, maybe you could play, like, a little uh, extract to the theme song. That's not happening. Before every question. Alright, fine. Right, question one. Who would play him in the movie of his life? So I've got to work out who'd play you. You've got to write down who you think would play you. Who would play me? You write down who you think would play yourself, or you would like to play yourself first. Mm. This is good for the podcast, isn't it? Just hearing the sound of us writing. I don't know who'd play me. We have to fill somehow. Just think about it and I'll fill. Um, George is currently uh, writing on the pad. Um, today I had a bit of a bit of an issue. Um, oh fuck! I can't even. I don't, nothing happens. You in can't my even life. vamp, can you? No. Well, sorry, George. Well, you should write down your answer. I can't quick. think of who would play me. <sighs> just pick any. Just write any. It. Oh, this is no good. Um, the other day. Uh, had quite a, had quite a, a run in with um when I neighbors have the same answers. got this um quite loud dog uh so i just kind of i saw them when i was walking back up to my house are you finished i've written down something yeah right okay i reckon you would quite like david cross to play you 
No, uh, I, I don't know who it, David Cross is. He's that racist guy. Why would you... Right, why would you pick him? <laughs> he might not be racist. It, it was an allegation. Who would you Who would you pick? I went Go with... on, well, okay, who would you say... Who, who did you put? I went with Ben, ben Whishaw. Oh, that is good. Quite a sexy sort of youthful you. Even though he is probably older than you. Yeah. <laughs> and... That's not a bad idea, is it? Yeah. Ben... Well, who do you think I would have put? Well, didn't you put that racist fella down? No, no. Allegedly. You've completely misunderstood. Allegedly. No, you've misunderstood the game. I say who I think you would like to play you, and right. I said David Cross. Yeah. Don't know who he is. Carry on. Uh, and then you say who you think I would like to play me, and I reveal what I actually wrote. Ben Whishaw was who I thought could play me. Yes. Is that not what I was supposed to write down? No, 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 that's fine. Right. Now you just say out loud who you think I would like to play me. You. Yeah. Or me. No, me. Who you would like, who you think I would like to play me. The reason right. we write these down is so we can't change our answers. <laughs> I didn't know I had to think about that as well. <laughs> think about it now. I'll, right. c- I'll continue to I've, no, I've thought, I've thought, I've thought, I've thought. Right, okay. Miriam Margulies. Not no, f- I've put Chris Pratt. Well, the Pratt part is is right. Oh, very clever. Brilliant. Well done. Right, next question. <laughs> that was like a warm-up Miriam Margulies would do a brilliant job of you. <laughs> oh, well. I'm not, I'm not going to rise to it, listeners. <laughs> Actually, hang on. Do I press record? Yeah. Fucking hell. Imagine that. <laughs> um, I'll fuck off. I've done my pen. Oh, I'll put my pen somewhere. Whilst Paul looks for his pen, I will vamp in this sort of vaguely game show host. Oh, better at vamping than me and everything. I have also managed to fill quite a few valuable seconds by actually saying very little indeed. Oh, I stood on it. Oh, no, that's a You cable. stood on the fucking pen. No, I found it. I found it. It was under my laptop. Oh, I got it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Right, question two. Mm-hmm. What is his number one fear? So I'm writing what my number one fear is, Dan. Yes, I nearly wrote down yours. I forgot the rules of my own game. Yeah. We just did... I mean, you could put some music in, maybe, because literally well, neither I will. of us I fucking well will. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> okay, good. Right. I've got right. to think about what your fear is. Yes. I think your number one fear is um, moths. It's it's my... Oh, it's very close. It's, num- it's my number two fear. And I was Aww. tempted to put both down as a joint answer. But I wasn't sure the rules on that, and I don't care. <laughs> that, no, you can't. You can only have one, really. Well, I went with eyes, things happening to. <laughs> so, that's, things uh, that's happening slightly... to... So, basically, yeah. Things yeah. penetrating eyes or... Well, yeah. Or moths flying into them and dissolving. Oh, I've... A big uh, one. Okay. What uh, do you think mine is? I don't think you're... From my recollection, you're not really frightened of anything. So no. I'm going to go with... Uh, northerners. No, I put a uh, failure. It's my own, probably my number one fear. I'm saying nothing. Right, question three. Mm-hmm. What is his claim to fame? Right. I have a few. Oh, I've written yours down again. Oh, fuck's sake. Um. Right, so what do you think my claim to fame is? Um, oh, sorry, am I doing you first? Yeah, yeah, go on, you go, for, you go first. Right, okay. 
I think your claim to fame is dancing on stage with Pink Floyd when you were a kid. That was a good one. It was Roger Waters, <laughs> by the way. It wasn't Pink Floyd. But yeah. Who was it? It was, just, it was, oh, it was Roger, just Roger Waters. Waters. That could have been a cooler story, though, if you said it was Pink Floyd. Yeah, but, you know, I was on stage with Roger Waters. I almost regret... I should have put that one down, actually. What's the rules uh. on me forgetting about that, putting down something not as impressive, and then realising that that actually is probably my claim to fame? There are Well, no, there are no rules. You can't change it. Right, well, I've gone with... It just shows that I know you better than you do. I... <laughs> well, you proved that with that one question. So I I went with tripping over Danny DeVito. Which, uh, <laughs> that course, is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, happened you, only you've a few had months quite a few ago. celebrity encounters, haven't you? Mm, yeah, I've had a few. I met Armando Inucci, of course, last week. Yeah. Uh, I when I was a kid, I got my Thunderbirds annual signed by Jerry Anderson. That was probably the biggest. Uh, I've, deal. I've met I've met Brian Blessed. We've all, we've all met Brian Blessed. That isn't my aunt. That is that isn't my answer, by the way. I haven't yeah. given anything away. So, what do you think my claim to fame is? Right, I will say being babysat by Noddy Holder. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's actually that episode of the Tweenies I was in. <laughs> and if you like, I can send you visual proof that I was in an episode of the Tweenies. <laughs> I would love to see that. I'm sending it to you now via Facebook. And I will also put it, the, a picture of it on the Twitter, if I can be bothered. Mm. <laughs> that child facing away from camera in green mm. is myself. <laughs> we were on a ferry trip to France. Yeah. Uh, and we were told, hey, uh, the tweenies are going to be filming here. Is that all right? And we were like, yeah, great. Because obviously at that age, I love the tweenies. I thought they were ace. Um, How old were you? I, I would have been about... <sighs> Five or six, probably. Because what's odd <laughs> yeah, is I wasn't. <laughs> you're older than me. Yeah. But I vaguely remember being a bit too old for the tweenies. So unless oh, I misremember, I, oh, I was more mature than you as a kid. No, no, I'm not doing that. No, it's more. I'm unless I'm misremembering the air dates of the tweenies. <laughs> I, I remember being when the tweenies came out, or when I first became aware of them, being about seven. No, they were, they were around earlier than that. I didn't know them before. We'll find out for yeah. sure. It wasn't, you know, I'm not into Chekhov when I was seven. I'm just saying I didn't, <laughs> I thought I was too old for it, so I don't know. Well, I don't know. But yeah, we were, we were on this ferry with Max, the red tweeny, who is an adult. Um, communist. <laughs> the communist tweeny. Um, and he, basically, we the crew came up and said to us uh, we're going to film here you can be in the background but you mustn't turn around <laughs> so we feature facing away from Max the communist tweeny mm. and that is the honest truth that's not made up not that I make up any of my other celebrity encounters <laughs> definitely not but that one is definitely true some good answers I think there yeah right question four which three celebrities would he kill off if he had the chance? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. So many to choose from. Have you got your... I'm I'm... No, I'm struggling, actually. <clears throat> oh, fuck me. This is hard. Okay. I reckon you've gone for Matthew Wright... 
and the hairy bikers. <laughs> no, I like the hairy bikers. And, and do you like do you like I Matthew Wright no, though? No, I don't like Matthew Wright, but I, I, there are people worse. Uh, okay. The three people I went with, and again, I doubt this is actually funny. Really, maybe one of them is. I went for Piers Morgan, uh, ah. Angela Rippon. That's the one that's sort of irrational. <laughs> Why'd you hate Angela Rippon? Because she's just so full of herself. Yeah, isn't she? I guess she, so. She interviewed Human League in the eighties, and she sort of basically said to Phil Oakey. But you wouldn't use all of those computers and electronic instruments on stage, would you? And he went, yeah, we do. <laughs> so and she was sort of like so dismissive, and I don't like that. Uh, and therefore, and I you just, want her dead. Have you ever seen Rip Off Britain? Why would you? Right, for a start, why would you? No, break? I haven't. It's, it's, it's got three presenters. Right. And they're all candidates for this list. Oh, okay. But Rippon is the worst, because she sort of presents almost as if I... I'm not as stupid as the people who've been ripped off, but some of them were so fucking thick that they got conned. So I, she'd fuck right off. And uh, okay. I've also gone with Kelvin McKenzie, the cunt. <laughs> Again, I can't make Hillsborough funny. I just would kill him immediately. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Fair enough. I apologise if those aren't. I mean, Andrew right. Rippon's funny because I, I, you know, there's completely irrational, but the other two I could just. That's fine. We're not always about comedy on the Crass oh, no. podcast. Sometimes no. we're about hard-hitting reality. <laughs> and even when we try to be about comedy, it's not often no. about comedy. Go on, Tom. <laughs> Who do you think mine were? I went with Nicholas Lindhurst. Uh, the one what plays Sheldon on The Big Bang Theory <laughs> and Ricky Gervais. Oh, wow. Right, you've done very well. Because <laughs> I've gone for um, Piers Morgan, oh. um, Ricky Gervais and Nick Lindhurst. <laughs> <laughs> you've done really well. Brilliant. And we've also got the same number one if we, yeah. were, if we were doing them in order. Yeah, okay. Which, but, that but the means... fact is, but the fact is, Piers Morgan was the first person who came into both of our heads. Yes. But the, so what do you know does that this say, means? Do you know what this means? What we get between us, we can decide yeah. on a seventh. You, you oh, know, that's got, true, isn't we've it? We both got Piers Morgan. We're allowed yeah. three each, so I think we're allowed hey. one more between us. Is there anyone? <sighs> who do we have? Springs hate? to mind. Hopkins, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Hopkins. Farage. Yeah. Nick Ferrari. Most of the LBC presenting staff. Yeah. With exception yeah. to James O'Brien. I'm sure we could just put a bunch of names like that in a hat and pick one out. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll do Brilliant. that at some point. Next, Next question. Next question. What was the first film you went to see together? Oh. So hopefully the answer should be the same. Yeah. By the way, uh, obviously we went to university and did film. This films we watched were made to watch at university don't count. No. So tarnate we can't put tarnation no, or anything. Which is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I went with uh, Seconds, directed by John Frankenheimer, 1966, mm. which was released obviously again. It wasn't. We didn't see it in 1966. Yeah. But. Okay. I have a feeling that's not right. I just. I'm fairly sure it's not right because okay. I put down Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah, that was it. Yes, because this was a yeah. home and that was at Corner House. Yes, of course. Yes. That was yes. yes. That was the first one. Yeah. Was wasn't it? Yeah. 
We, we, we went and saw it on release, didn't we, George? It's like 1925 <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> do you think if we hadn't, if we don't clarify that we saw it as a re-release, do you think people will think, fuck me, they're old? <laughs> um, I think people think that about me anyway. Yeah, probably. Um, the, they pro they're probably surprised by the fact that I'm the older one. Yeah. I'm surprised by the fact that you're the older one. <clears throat> right, number six, final question. Yep. We'll call it the, the decider. <laughs> Even though no one's been keeping score. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Which animal attack would they find most frightening? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> right, I've got my answer. <laughs> so what do you think mine was then, Paul? I reckon yours is moths, to uh, be honest. Well, I went moths, uh, I mean sharks, because that's what I did <laughs> oh, when you fuck, asked fuck, I forgot that you changed so, your answer. Uh, no, you're wrong there, sorry. Oh, shit! Uh, unfortunately, I haven't got a clue what you'd go with, so I've, I'll just go with tiger. My actual answer, and this is an honest... I'm not being... I'm not trying to be funny here. This is my genuine answer, is cow. <laughs> because... I'm sorry. <laughs> because... I mean, I mean, obviously, a tiger or a shark attacking you is frightening, but a big aspect of fear is the unknown yes. and the uncanny. Imagine how fucking weird it would be if this raving cow started running at you desperately just, and you knew it wanted your blood. How fucking weird would that be? And well, it's also big enough to actually do considerable damage. Yes. My question, so I think that is the ultimate answer. Do you remember the Cravendale adverts from about <laughs> 2007? <laughs> I recall something creepy, but maybe I've blocked it out. Well, the, the the tagline was, the milk is so good the cows want it back. Oh, yeah. And it was just these me. cows storming a council flat, basically. Um, getting in the lift, you know, knocking on the yeah. door. All of that sort of thing. So the it was quite terrifying. Yeah, I've, I do remember I've that. seen what a dystopian vision of a cow uprising would look like. <laughs> a cow... <laughs> I think it is the most frightening animal to be attacked by. Do you remember the advert with the big belly that was... Uh, Belly's gonna get went, you. Belly's gonna get you. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember, um, do you remember Space Offers? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Um, should we move? Have you got another? That's it. That's the end of Mr and Mrs. No Mr and Mrs. Be nice to each other. I That's the to, end. I have to admit. That has been one of my favourite features that we've done, <laughs> reviving this. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still a rubbish programme, but yeah. Back in the day when game shows were a happy family affair, good-natured and friendly. <laughs> so you got any more um, telly-themed things you want to chat about? Uh, well, I've been... Uh... Watching The Apprentice again, as I do every year. Yeah. It's the only reality TV that I like slash tolerate. Um, <laughs> two I, reasons. I, did, I, had, to, I had to stop watching it because it was too. Uh, it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is awful. Uh, <clears throat> or rather, yeah. the people on it are awful, by yeah. and large. Sweeping generalisation. The reason I like that program can be summed up in two words, and those are. Big Al. <laughs> I love Alan Sugar. He's terrific. One of the things I do, though, every year with The Apprentice is I count how many times the word candidate has been said. Right. From, from the continuity announcer at the end of the previous programme 
right the way through to the final frame of The Apprentice. Okay. And I've only got the stats for weeks one to three here, but week one, seven. Week two, Surprise. five. Week yeah. three, five. There'll be more of those Ooh. to come when we return uh, in the new year. You'll have a backlog, though. I'll have a backlog, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it when he says it looks good on paper, but then so does fish and chips. Fish and chips does look good on paper, though, doesn't it? Does it? look good on paper. Yeah, he's got a point there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way. I like the way consistently throughout this series of podcasts, we end features with "That's it." And got anything else? <laughs> Next bit. <laughs> Next bit. <laughs> it's like a little catchphrase. It's great. Next bit. So, I have a question for you. Yes. And that is, how do you get up in the morning? How do you wake up? Um, if I need to be somewhere, I will set an alarm on my phone. Mm. If I don't need to be somewhere, I will let nature decide when to wake me up. Whether that be uh, 9 o'clock in the morning or 2 in the afternoon. I will get up when my body tells me to get up, if I don't need to be anywhere. So when you set an alarm, what do mm -hmm. you have as your alarm? Um, one of the Apple-owned Apple, Apple -owned alarms. So it'll be like the one that goes... Well, do you know what I have for my... <laughs> so it'll be like that. Yeah. I I had a multi-alarm system set up, um, the trifecta of mobile phone, radio coming on, and television coming on. I see. But my television doesn't work anymore, so oh, so he's been re it's been replaced with the dog coming in. Hang on, sorry. Did you just refer to a television as a he? <laughs> May have done. I was, <laughs> was going to trim that out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> has he got a name? Cyril. Um, no, the, the, in order to maintain the trifecta, the, the television, yeah. he's been replaced uh, with my dog coming in and uh, licking my teeth. That wakes me up. <laughs> oh, that's vile. It is, it, it's, it is, but it wakes you up. If not, just to go... Like that, but, <laughs> it works. It well, yeah, yeah. I guess it works. But what it, what it used to be, it would be the, the cacophony of of sound would be unpleasant, and so you would yeah. turn off two of the alarms and then sit up and listen to the radio or yeah. sit up and watch the telly. Uh, so, my phone alarm is this. Oh, quite groovy. Nice. What's that from? That's uh, The Name of the Game by ABBA, which yeah. is my sixth favourite ABBA song. Um, is it? That was a top ten list that I just didn't get around to doing. But, yeah, so I have that because people often say, oh, well, the song you use as your alarm gets annoying and you get sick of it. But it's yeah. not the case with that. It's always no, okay. happy sound. Sometimes I'll turn the TV and the radio off just to listen to The Name of the Game. The Name of the Game. But, Fair enough. Uh, the TV, it's usually BBC Breakfast, and that's the first to get switched off. Uh, yeah. But um, it's the radio that sticks around. And uh -huh. this is... It's programmed to Radio 2, which, you know, says a lot about me, I think. You're old. After the name of the game's gone off, 
breakfast has gone off or the dog has been shooed away, this is what I will hear. So the Chris Evans breakfast show. Yes. But I what's see. missing there from the jingle is Chris Evans joining in with the singing. <laughs> Great. So Brilliant. If I just do that again, I'm going to indulge <laughs> just for a second. Fuck me. So it's, it sounds something a bit more like this. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Can I change my answer to which three celebrities I'd kill? <laughs> no, it's too late now. But no. yeah, um, so that's usually the start. But it got me thinking about um, well, jingles in general. Yeah. I think it's fine. We don't have that many jingles on this podcast. We've got no. one for eBay adventures. But other than that, we don't really... I, I would like to... That's something to consider for Series 2. More jingles. I think so. What's More jingles. Fun, what I'm thinking, though... If we're doing a podcast and we need a stupid jingle, it's fine for one of us to sing a stupid jingle. Yeah. But what about those people who, for a living, have to sit in a booth and sing <laughs> Radio 2, like that, or whatever? Do you not um, feel for them? George, they don't sit there every day and do it every no, time. I, don't mean, it's I know they don't do it live. I it's just pre-recorded. Mean... <laughs> yeah, but... They do it once, then it gets played repeatedly. Yes, but no, my point was more... <laughs> That they, you know, probably started out wanting to be a big singer. They might Maybe. want to be the next Stevie Winwood or Stevie Nicks or whatever. And then <laughs> they have to. Someone called Stevie. Someone called Stevie. Other names are available. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, they end up doing stuff like this. <laughs> but, they, you know, they have to sing Ken Bruce or Jeremy Vine yeah. or what have you. I mean, I, the gospel choir for Chris Evans is fine, but... To be honest, George, I think they probably do other things. They don't just do the jingles. They might have a band on the side. Yeah. An unsuccessful one, obviously. Some shit pub band. Maybe. But it's still a band. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Do you want to hear what might be my favourite uh, Radio 2 jingle? Of course I do. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you want to hear this? Uh, this is for the uh, the music-based quiz that Ken Bruce does every day. Popmaster! Uh, and this is the Popmaster jingle. Brilliant. Wow, I mean, we were talking about Armando Iannucci last week. Yes. <laughs> that really sounds like something from the day-to-day, -day, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> but then, you, what you have then is you have these some often ridiculous jingles. You know, yeah. let's say let's say Ken Bruce's show comes on. I mean, I know mm -hmm. in the clip I played 
you only heard the jingle, but usually that will be followed by, Good morning, this is Ken Bruzo on BBC Radio 2. And then <coughs> what he will say is, he'll say something like, uh, Coming up in a minute, we've got some... Right, think of a Radio 2 band, band that they sort of play. Edwin Collins, he's... Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, we've got some Edwin Collins and a bit of Chris Rear, but first, here's Steve Harley and Courtney Rebel. Make me smile, come up and see me. And he'll play that. <laughs> and that's really what I want to talk about. Okay. Are, are you familiar with Steve Harley and Cockney Rebels' Make Me Smile? Yeah. To those who aren't, it goes a bit like this. That's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the... It, it goes... Yeah, it does that quite a bit as well. But... Do you not How, like that song? It's not so much that I dislike it. It's I was it was Sunday morning, my radio came on and that was playing on radio two. And it just yeah. got me to thinking that for twenty two years, for my whole life, I have associated that song with BBC Radio Two. Because it's <laughs> the only song that they have in their library. I'm convinced that that's the 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 C D they've got has got Road to Hell by Chris Rea. Um yeah. Can You Feel It? And that, and that those yeah. are the three tracks they just play over and over again. Um, now that's what I call Radio Two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my question to you really is: How familiar are you with Radio Two? Are you familiar um, enough to agree with my assessment? Yeah, I've listened to it in the car uh, with my dad, um, and yeah, that's pretty fair. I would say <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've heard all three of those yeah. every time I've been in the it car. It just with seems him. to be the way. Every time it's switched on, it yeah, you're right. That. And I don't have a problem with that, but for years I did, and I was a bit snobby about it. But on Sunday morning when that was playing, I just, I was listening to it thinking, it's, it's a good song. Maybe I've judged <laughs> it a bit harshly. However, I have made some notes. These okay. are some thoughts I've had listening to it. Um, it finishes seven times with six <laughs> false endings. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, actually. It has six false endings, and then when it eventually does end, it fades out. So it's, it's got all these abrupt halts and then a guitar solo or abrupt halts yeah. and then ba, 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 and then all of that and then it just fades yeah. out at the end. I have nothing against the fade out but yeah, it seems like a mean. missed opportunity. But because yeah. it does that um, yeah. I was thinking I'd quite like to make a version that just never ends. <laughs> it goes on forever. It just keeps doing it forever. It'll be kind of like an art project. Yeah. <laughs> have it playing forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that could That's really work. Um, some other notes I made. Uh, I've no idea what it's about. I've no idea what the lyrics are about. I, I mean, I've read up what it's about. It's apparently about when uh, the original lineup of Cockney Rebels split up. But you know, who cares? But I don't. You know, I don't. It doesn't come across when you read the lyrics, which I will do. Uh, I won't read all of them, obviously. We, you know, I've got lives to lead but i'll read some of them yeah you've done it all you've broken every code and pulled the rebel to the floor right does that mean anything to you well, it's not literally it's yeah, he's talking about if he's talking about the band hey you did a lot of cool shit um you know remember that you spoiled the game no matter what you say for only metal what a bore oh yeah well blue eyes blue eyes how come you tell so many lies Sound bitter to you, this guy? 
Yeah, maybe a little bit bitter. I was reading. He was bitter about uh, the band breaking up because when they originally formed, he basically said to them, I'm Steve Harley. This is my band. I'm writing the songs. You're just my musicians. And yeah. I think after about two albums, they got a bit pissed off with that and left. <laughs> well, naturally. And so he seemed bitter about the fact that he can't boss about his band anymore. Gosh, he's a right git, doesn't he? Yeah. Bit ch- well, just to add to that, uh, he got a speeding ticket in 2008 or something like that. And right. the Top Gear boys uh, campaigned yeah. to make that song number one so that he could pay oh, his Of course they did. Fine. So, I mean, I'm not saying he is a git. They'd love it if everyone sped around and killed each other, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. They'd love it. Especially um, if they were, like, gay or foreign. There's Great. nothing left. All gone and run away. What's yeah. that all about? I'll go um, and run away. That's like how he says it, isn't it? Yeah, and then it yeah. pauses for ages. <laughs> Ooh, la, la, la. And it goes on like la, that. La, la. But yeah, I just I just um, wondered if any of those lyrics meant anything to you. No, nothing. It's, it's an upbeat song, though, isn't it, George? Yeah, no, it's likeable. I, I didn't like it for years, but I've got over that. But yeah. I still have these questions. Uh, did they have any other hits? That's my other question. No. Apparently so. I, I'm just oh. not familiar with them. And the final question I have, who is, stroke, are the Cockney Rebel? Is it one person? Is it... Oh. I know, obviously, it's the name of his band, but why? I'll say who it is. Stellboy. Yes. Although it predates Only Fools and Horses by... By the way, I've got something to... I mean, this is going back a bit now, but um, in our in our episode about Nicholas Lindhurst... Yeah. You claim that he was a real Cockney. He's actually from Hampshire. I said I thought he was a real Cockney. So, obviously, I was right about that. Um, next. Well, no, you you said it in quite a derisive tone, though. If I remember, you said something like, yeah, he's not a proper Cockney, though, is he? Like that. He's like not. He was, he's not. He's from Hampshire. Like someone like, you know, like Danny Dyer, who's clearly, you know, putting it on. He was playing a, a Cockney... 20-year-old in Only Fools and Horses. I don't think he went about pretending to be a Cockney like people like Danny Dyer do or name some other false Cockneys. Fake Cockney. The Cockney Rebel, them. <laughs> them. <laughs> not, even, not even real. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. Do you ever come round to Teenage Kicks? No, that is the worst thing ever recorded. Ever. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to agree to disagree. It's terrible. What, what, why? What's worse than Teenage <laughs> oh, no, Kicks? I don't want to go on about Teenage What's Kicks. What's worse than Teenage Kicks? I'm, not I'm just this... trying to end the feature. I'm not I'm letting the feature end, the feature end until you tell me what is worse than that. Tiger Feet? Tiger Feet's fucking terrible, but Teenage Kicks is just so contemptible. Okay, all right. I'll tell you what, George. Yes. I've had a right, I've had a right shitter of a week, to be honest. First of all, let me tell you about it. First of all, I went to watch Blade Runner uh, 2049. How was it? Well, it was... I can't remember most of it. All I can remember is that it was really, really long. Like, seriously, it went on and on and on for about 50 years. It was... Oh, it was interminable. To be honest, I, to be honest, I probably should have gone uh, to the next screen to see Home again. Uh, starring Reese Witherspoon, because I was only about 97 minutes. Mm. How long was Blade Runner 2049? Honestly, I can't remember anything other than that. Tuesday, uh, I was feeling a bit crap, so I, I watched all three series of Trigger Happy TV. 
Uh, uh, do you know what, George? It is pretty funny. He's got a big phone. Mm. And he walks around and says, hello. <laughs> hello! Oh, it's good. Then on Wednesday... Um, oh, God, actually. Then Wednesday I had this dream that the Disney company remade Star Wars, but it was set in the Cars universe. <laughs> so that, that knocked me for six a bit. <laughs> then on Thursday... Uh, which is the worst day of all. We got some correspondence to the crass email address. Mm. Not sure if you saw. I did delete it pretty quickly. Uh, opened it up and it read, Dear Crass, in inverted commas, I've spent the last six hours or so listening to all of your podcasts. I'm hurt, Chester. You should have told me your name was Paul. I won't be seeing you anymore. Damson. Oh. P.S. I lied about having pigeons. I just really wanted to leave. Oh. So obviously, George, I'm pretty distraught. Obviously, someone has told her about the podcast. Can you believe it? Well, I thought she'd find out eventually, yeah. Yeah. I thought you would. So I reckon it must be Jimmy fucking Gibbon, mm. after what happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Decided to take a trip to his house and confront him. So I get on my skateboard and I bolt over there. Get to Jimmy's, and he still lives with his mum, the big wet blanket. It's a really posh part of town as well because his, his mum got rich from something she invented or whatever. So I knock on his door, absolutely furious, and there's no answer. Mm. Then, like, three minutes later or so, his mum opens it and my heart skip, skip, skips a beat. I've never really seen Jimmy's mum before, only, like, only from the back, so nothing could prepare me for the beautiful face of Holly Willoughby looking back at me. And I don't mean... She, you may be thinking, oh, she looked like Holly Willoughby. I don't mean that, George. She was Holly Willoughby. Turns out she's moonlight. She's got some secret life here in the town where I live, and she's Jimmy Gibbon's mum, mm. and she's a welder, George. A welder. Can you believe that? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, I'm temporarily flummoxed by the celebrity juice panelist, so I, I soon regain my. I soon regain my composure. Mm -hmm. I say, "Hi, Mrs. Gibbon. Can Jimmy come out to play?" Yeah. Holly just Holly nods and disappears into the darkness of her house. I think she's still kind of try, trying to lay low. Mm. A couple more minutes later, Jimmy appears, and I stand up straight and ask, Did you tell Dampson about me? He looks puzzled. Who's Dampson? He says. The woman from Waitrose! I shout, my forehead going all red. Jimmy looks furious. It was your ass the other week! I roll my eyes and I slap him. Yes, of course it was. What are you going to do? Set your mum on me? Or is she too busy being on this morning with Philip Schofield, you prick? Which I thought was quite witty of me. He looks pretty puzzled. I didn't tell no one nothing. I've had diarrhoea all week. Anyway, that was good enough for me, so I left. I decided the best thing to do, probably, would just be to go straight to Damson's house. Mm. Problem is, I don't actually know where it is. Yeah. Uh, I haven't got around to that point yet. And I never will now, apparently. I had a brainwave. It's Thursday. Dave's DIY is definitely open. So I skateboard the full eight fucking miles, and by the time I get there, it's getting dark. Thankfully, it's open till about nine on Thursdays for late night shopping. So I burst in there, and lo and behold, there's Dampson. She's looking pretty glum, and for a few seconds, I feel this... Yeah. I don't know, it's like a kind of pang of guilt in my chest. I think about... All the lies, how I gave her a fake name, for as, for as no. far as I can tell, no good reason, to be honest, George. I'm not sure why I did it. How I stabbed all my friends in the back, refusing to tell them I was the one dating her. Think about poor Jimmy Gibbon in his giant house, 
crying his eyes out and shitting his pants because of diarrhea. Yeah. And then I think, fuck him. And I confront Damson. Damson, it's all lies! I yelled at the top of my voice. She looks across and I can see tears pouring down her cheeks. No need for crocodile tears, you snake! Uh, uh, yeah. I say, which I think is another great line from Paul. Um, just then, this great big fucking rake batters me in the head. I look up and I see Dave brandishing a rake in one hand and a big bag of wet wipes in the other. I'm going to make you eat these motherfuckers, you lying two-faced son of a bitch! And I'm bricking it now. But then, Dave is hit in the head by a baguette wearing a condom. And I turn around and there's Jimmy Gibbon, flanked by Holly Willoughby. Leave him, Holly growls and walks back to her Renault. Share a look with Jimmy... Like, and we both nod. There's a look of understanding between us. And he turns and follows her. Dave is knocked out cold by the baguette. I turn to Dampson, who looks like she's going to f- go flipping ape shit. And I say, look, I'm sorry. What I did was wrong. How did you find out? She furiously reaches into her cleavage and pulls out a piece of paper. Hands it to me, spits on my shoe and goes into the staff box. Basically, it's this printout of an email addressed to Dampson. Dear Dampson, I apologise in advance for this email and for the informal nature of the introduction. I don't know your second name. I'm writing to tell you something important. It will hurt, but you need to know. Chester Barnes is not who he says he is. Chester Barnes is actually Paul Austin. He's been lying to you, and I don't think any relationship should be built on lies. Check out the podcast, Crass, if you don't believe me. I'm sorry I had to find out this way. Yours sincerely, yes. bra- in brackets, sorry, Jay Walsh. Mm. Now, I'm going to remind you very quickly of the first two lines of the Mr. and Mrs. theme song. Yes. Mr. and Mrs. be nice to each other. Mr. and Mrs. you've got to love one another. What have you got to say for yourself, George? You don't know that that was me or not. I can't believe the lies, George. Um, that's it. That's it for Crass. Um, might be back at Christmas. Don't know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bumbledoon. It's Bumble D O O N. Um, you, actually, you, know, you finished, George. I'm. Um... I, hang on. No, no, no. no, no don't get... bail on me again. I finished it last week alone. I've done it before when you've stormed off. Do you want to do the st- You can storm off then if you want. Do you want to storm off? <laughs> And I'll I don't think we have to choose which one storms off. I was just right. Do you know what? I'm going. Do you know what? I'm going to be the bigger man. I'm going to be the bigger be man. Be the bigger man. Don't, don't you fucking tell me to be the bigger man. Are you are you wrapping it up or what? You can or find me on Twitter are, are at Bumbledoon, and you can or you can what? find the whole podcast on Twitter at the Crass Podcast. I'm also on Twitter at George Walsh. If you want to send us another. Horrible email, and um, you can email us at, at crasspodcast at crasspodcast at gmail.com. Right, is that it? Well, just... yep, see ya. Bye, bye, friends. To be continued. <laughs> well, if it's going to be continued, then the answer is yes, isn't well, it? <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Look, forgive and forget.
Uh, to be honest, George, it wasn't really working that well with Dampson anyway. No. No, I didn't think so. And I, do you know, I think you are the architect of your own downfall. And, like I say, you don't know it was me who sent that email. There are plenty of Jay Walshes in the world. That's a good point, actually. I hadn't even thought about it. It could be Jacob Walsh, couldn't it? Oh, you're right. I just think you're, I guess you're right, George. You probably didn't do it. No, I'm, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sure we'll be all right. Mr. and Mrs. Be good for each other. What is it again? I don't know, mate. Forget it, it's finished. That's it. We've done it now. All right, yep. See ya. Bye.